I've entered a fun and dizzying new phase of quarantine. It's the I can no longer sleep phase. <laughs> Have you tried that? I used to be a good sleeper. I could sleep for days, at odd hours even if the breeze was right. But now, with no real outlet for all the ideas buzzing through my head, my random pandemic thoughts are just being retained in a mind dam. Logs and twigs and rage and sadness just piling up, blocking Sleep Creek. I guess that stuff used to be cleared through daily interactions and the frustrations of our lives. Navigating the subway. I do think the old routines of dealing with customers at the yoga studio, placing orders for lamps made of salt, and refilling the matcha powder in the water cooler, all those little things offered some release for the buildup in my skull. And now I just stare out at the moon at 3 a.m., worrying about upcoming visits to the dentist's try to imagine new articles of clothing to attach turtlenecks to, and it's keeping me up. And if I reach for the phone, oh, I know I'm done then. The rage spike I feel if I start doom-scrolling through Twitter, well, <laughs> I deserve better. I haven't gotten to the handful of pills method yet, but I'm close. The only place I can find any peace at all is here with you as we stoke the last embers of hope here in the deep night. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be with you once more for another hour of Regrets and Revelations. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And oh, to be closer to her welcoming shores, I miss it. We've been out driving to the beach here in New York, under the cover of darkness, just as the sun splits across the horizon before the crowds start to gather and getting a little fresh air. But now that our orders of beach chairs and umbrellas have arrived, I'm tempted to go set up down by the Gowani and watch the mosquitoes catch fire as they hover too close to its surface. Oh, the simple pleasures of a life well lived. Now all season long we've been thinking through the old days and the new days and how one affects the other. I had no idea we'd end up with so many people from New Jersey on this show. And look, I'm sure that if I spent more time there, I would come to... Tolerate it. I admit to not really understanding it, other than a place to move through. But perhaps I've been a little too hard on the place. It does seem like what would happen if the Guanas became a state. And would that really be so bad? Oh, my goddess, look, I have long roots in the Garden State, and I enjoyed Christy Todd Whitman and the series Boardwalk Empire. Was my family involved in organized crime in Atlantic City? Probably. So I just need to stifle my feelings for a bit and learn to be more open-minded. Besides, if my guest today can make a go of it being based there, then anything is possible. I'm so happy to bring you a conversation today with the very funny comedian Aaron Jackson. Aaron has been on a steady climb through the comedy ranks right up through the pandemic, and we talk about some of the more recent shows that she's been doing and how she's faring in this strange time. She's appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers, Conan, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, This Week at the Comedy Cellar, True TV's Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks, Last Comic Standing in Comedy Central's Live at Gotham. I find her terrifically funny, and I was so glad it worked out for us to connect and uh, remotely talk about her recent album and the trials of being a Philly sports fan. Here now, Aaron Jackson. 
Aaron Jackson, welcome to the Deep Night. Oh, hey. Thanks for having me, Dale. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, uh, now, according to every email I get, these are strange times. They definitely are. Right. They that's definitely how, are. That's how everybody says, I hope you're okay. And it's you know what? It's nice to be thought of, honestly. <laughs> Indeed. You know, just have some, my wellness in mind is very... <laughs> It's touching. Nobody ever started an email like that before. Uh, now, where are you at the moment? I am in New Jersey, in Bergen County, New Jersey. Yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes, very It nice. is lovely, actually. Yeah, it's nice over there. I have some feelings about New Jersey, but that's okay. It's, uh, parts of it are lovely. What are your feelings about New Jersey? I'm a Jersey girl. Well, well, you know, a lot of my family uh, came from Jersey, and uh, also I'm down from outside of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania side, so okay. I claim Pennsylvania, but a lot of my uh, family were down there. Uh, Atlantic City, uh, uh, some are in Maplewood now, some were mm-hmm. out there in uh, Bernardsville, and scattered across there for, for many, many years, though, in Atlantic City and around the, the shore down there. Dale, are you an Eagles fan? We were going to talk about it. Yes, I okay, am an good. Eagles fan. Uh, I, I do. Yes, I thought that's one thing we have in common. One thing, as it turns out, of many, I believe, okay. uh, that we can talk about. But I was going to uh, yes. say, if you're going to talk bad about Jersey, or you have feelings about Jersey, you didn't really talk bad about it. You said you have feelings, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what they are. But I was like, you you at <laughs> least better be an Eagles fan, or else this is going to be a very short podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, if you were, uh, did you grow up with the Eagles? I did. I, okay. I grew up in central New Jersey, but my dad is from Camden. So we okay. are like a Philly sports family. Okay, so you know, as a Philly sports family, and I won't say that sports were number one in our household, but Mm -hmm. it was there, it was a presence, and I always felt, and of course, once you move away from there, you become more of a Philly sports fan. Very true. And, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? But the problem of it, uh, being that way, for so long, uh, there, it was disappointing because they would always pin their hopes on one guy. And that yeah. one, one guy would play his heart out so much to get them to the finals. But that person would be so physically, emotionally depleted by the time they got to the finals. Yeah. They could not capitalize on that. Yeah. It, it wasn't about team building. I think more recently it has been. And that's why they've had some success. But uh, it was always tough going. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was, I mean, it was probably the best, I, it's, it sounds trite, but I mean, it was one of the best days when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It really was. It was yeah. stressful and it was great. I went to the parade alone. I did everything alone because I just didn't think I could. Yeah, it was, I, but yeah, it was really, <laughs> uh, I felt like I put in a lot of time for that. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. I've. <laughs> Yes, and it would be across every sports team. I mean, I think at one point they had a horse running somewhere and it didn't make it. It was every single... Well, you had Ron Hextall or you had Randall Cunningham or you had Allen Iverson. Yeah. or I mean, go down the list across the board. But they finally got it together. And yes, we could all rejoice and uh, climb up a slippery lamp pole or whatever was going on there uh, in the celebrations. <laughs> They're not quite, there's not a celebration like a Philadelphia celebration. Um, but uh, before we get uh, even farther in, in down that road, uh, though quite far as it is, Sorry. Uh, I wanted to thank you. Uh, uh, no, it's fine. Uh, you're one of the funniest comedians out there uh, at the moment, I think. And uh, uh, I want to thank you for this the album that came out a little while ago, Grudgery. 
Ah, uh, yes, thank you. I love, yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> first, it took me a long thought, time uh -oh. to the album. <laughs> no, I want to make sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, uh, uh, it took me a long time to do it. It's my first album after probably almost 15 years of comedy. I released that, but, uh, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm happy with it. Yeah, well, it's great. And I think at this moment, it was so nice. I haven't heard stand up in so long. It was so great to hear a live <laughs> comedy album. Uh, uh, it was just terrific to feel like I was in a cramped basement somewhere. You know, the smell of, uh, of sticky floors and well drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. Burnt chicken wings and <laughs> yeah, rail whiskey. Yes. It's the best. It's the best. And <laughs> There's nothing like it. And now a lot of comedians are getting back to it. I think maybe we've exhausted Zoom, it's, it feels like, or maybe it just got too hot for comedians to do it with the AC off. Uh, but what do you think <laughs> of these shows that are they're doing it out there in the back of trucks and parking lots and things? Yeah, well, I have not done a Zoom show. I was opposed to it. I just told myself. And I probably, I was like, that, that might change just because it looks like this is going to be a lot longer than I initially thought. But I just, I wasn't into it. I said, uh... You know, it, it was it was almost like people trying to get me to eat like vegan meat or something. I was like, look, I don't want it. I know what chicken tastes like. Stand, this does not taste yeah. like stand up. You know what I mean? And I'm not and I'm not I'm not doing it. The consistency is all wrong. But I have definitely done. Um, I, I did one of those back of the truck shows, those drive in yeah. shows. I'm yeah. doing one again on Friday. And uh, that's the closest thing that I can think of to, you know, because it, 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 it's it's people out there and a live response and a microphone and, and so and a spotlight. So, it you know, it's the only time I've done stand up this whole time, but it felt great because I, yeah. like I said, I haven't done Zoom. Um, but I know that there are some clubs really looking into now um, using their outdoor spaces, using their parking lots, using you know, any plaza spaces, outdoor spaces that they have and just being really creative. And and I'm open to that as well. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I mean, while it's warm, this is the best, hey, if it was going to happen, at least it's not December, right? <laughs> while it's warm yeah. for a few months and yeah. uh, into the fall. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm into anything that gets me back up there. I'm struggling without comedy. Yeah, you miss it. I do. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I mean, if it's outside, okay, that's one thing. Uh, it's still, the pictures that I've seen, everybody still seems too close together for me. Yeah, well, this one, people are in their cars, so. Oh, that's even better. Okay. Yeah, they're in their cars, and the, the way they set it up is, like, through some kind of shortwave radio thing, or, you know, within, like, a block or so. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they, 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 they turn to a radio station, they get it in their cars. Instead of, you know, necessarily laughter or clapping, you get lights flashing when you ask a question in the affirmative so it's it's you know it's yeah. different but it's safe and it's live and yeah yeah they wipe down the mics and all that kind of stuff switch out mics every you know between comics and wipe them down or maybe there's yeah. two or three mics yeah 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 where everybody's about... wearing gloves every you know where the com you know the comics are wearing gloves as well yeah um because the mics are still getting passed to us they have mic covers it's as safe as it can be. Well, then, by all means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think at that point I'd be worried about mosquitoes, too. But there's, <laughs> only, there's only so much we can deal with. Yeah, that's a new thing for comedy, right? <laughs> oh. Got to get my off before I get on stage. 
that's that's right. <laughs> Usually, they wanted nothing to do with what well, the, the the typical venues. Right. But uh, uh, like so many people I've talked to this season, uh, certainly ever since COVID hit, uh, you're building a lot of momentum. It seems you're on all the great shows, you're on the late night shows, and then this happens. Uh, yeah. What was that like for you to have the world just spin out, um, kind of from under you? And I know there's other issues that are big in the world, but uh, I'm asking you in terms of your experience. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, like I'm, I'm glad you said that because sometimes my concerns feel so small. I have a place to live and, you know, um, but I, but yeah, it was tough. You know, I struggled a lot the last six, seven years just with my health and moving back to Jersey and really trying to restart my career up in the New York scene. And I finally felt like I was digging in. I was set to have a really, really big year. And then, you know, um, this happened. But I, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, if this had happened to me any other year in my career, I wouldn't still be okay. So, you know, I'm just very happy that I'm in a position to, you know, be comfortable enough to survive for few more months, you know, uh, or however long that'll be, yeah. maybe even longer than that. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm grateful. I, you know, I'm having been in that position. I am concerned about comics that I know, you know, I, most of the comics that I deal with up here, I know are at a certain level of their career, right. Where a lot, I would say the majority of them are going to be okay, but I know where I was and where I came from. I, and, and not indefinitely, none of us is going to be okay indefinitely, but I mean, um, have a few more months of padding. And I'm right. just very concerned about, you know, the people who are living in such an expensive city and, and uh, who, you know, may not have saved or they're really young. And, you know, so that's the thing that I worry about a lot. Like, I know there are resources where I was like, I don't even want to take advantage of that. There are people who probably need that resource a lot more than I do right now. And, you know, I, I definitely tried to to stay away from that or, you know what I mean, just kind of leave those for people who were feeling it like a lot more critically. Yeah. So yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Not to mention the social aspect. I mean, we're weirdos. We we <laughs> like each other, right? Like, I mean, even if we don't, we do. <laughs> right. right. Like, we kind of need each other because nobody yeah. else gets it. So I think, you know, that coupled with the, you know, the financial portion of it, it's just been, yeah, it's been really tough because our industry is going to be the very last thing to come back. And who knows when that's going to be, you know, right, right. and then everybody's going to be broke. Who's going to want to go out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like, and, you, and you have people that are fleeing the city to go right. someplace, but it's not like I want to start over in the Poconos. Certainly uh, not. You know? <laughs> You know, playing the I've got feelings Lodge. about the Poconos. Like okay, got here we go. <laughs> <laughs> my, my feelings about New Jersey are only that I, I want to get out of there <laughs> when I'm in it. Exactly. And I don't know how. All the street <laughs> signs are confusing, and there's bridges and circles. I've talked about it before on this show, but I just think th there, there needs to be a little bit of streamlining uh, at the gateway <laughs> Uh, points there. That's and, how uh, we all got here. We got trapped in the traffic circle. You can't get we didn't out. Find the exit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's uh, what happened. And uh, I hear you about um, letting others kind of um, uh, 
making sure those opportunities aren't all taken up by people who already have opportunities. I've done something similar with uh, sort of voiceover projects that have come through. I'm doing okay. I don't want to take another job from somebody who who might not be doing okay. And so I I certainly have not been pursuing that kind of stuff as as much. And gosh, I hope somebody gets some some of it. I hope it's not some selfish person who's also doing even more okay. (laughs) Well, that's how it is. That's definitely what it is. is. But I get to feel slightly better. No, of course. You can only worry about what you do. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, uh, And uh, uh, are you able, what was the the first time back doing stand-up, even in its altered form? How was that for you? Well, it was that drive-in show. It was at the end of May. And it was great. I mean, any other point in our career, we would have been calling it a hell gig. We would have been like, who's going to do that? Outside comedy. That's the worst. You know, I mean, it was, but it was me and Judy Gold. I mean, this is people who have been doing stand up a long time, you know, Uh, and we had the best time. We were like, that was actually really fun. And it was probably more fun just because we needed it and, uh, and the audience needed it. But yeah, it was great. Yeah. Felt great. You know, I was like, because the ideas, they pile up in your head because I've been doing the Zoom stuff. I'm like, is any of this funny? What's funny in the apocalypse? You know what I mean? Can I do old jokes? Are all my because all my setups sound out sound like lies. You know, you're like, I was at this concert, I went to the mall. No, you didn't. Like, you're right, I didn't. I didn't go to the mall. There's no mall. Like, it's just, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Also, I was sitting on my sofa. Like, there's no lead-ins to any old jokes. You got to write new ones. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That's true. You yeah. really have to uh, spin a yarn to get them to go along with it. You really do. Uh, that. <laughs> And so uh, have you been writing, though, during this time? You've been able to generate? Yeah. 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 I've also lost my attention span for pretty much everything. Like, I just I can't even get through a movie or a TV show. I'm like up walking around. I'm like, why can I not just sit down and do it? It's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. My my routine is so sad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you you would have thought, okay, it's great. I have all this stuff I could do. I'm surrounded by all this stuff, old stuff I could even tip back into. Uh, But um, no, I'm at the ordering Pop-Tarts from Amazon level of this. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I just want that little bit of comfort. And uh, that was a big accomplishment for me. Um, Get a two liter of Coke and some Pop-Tarts. That's where I'm at in the... Anyhow, uh, we were talking a little bit, though, about sports and, and that and growing up. And uh, I, I wondered if you were a fan of Gritty, too. Oh, uh, uh, you know, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just uh, disagree with because you were a fan of Big Shot? I mean, yeah, I guess. You know, it's, it's, you know what's funny is that my, my dad is a huge Sixers fan, still always has been. Yeah. Um, he's he will he's, he's like he's like a Dr. J guy. My dad still thinks yes. of like Charles Barkley as a sixer. I'm like, that's yeah. funny. Me um, too. But like, Me too. <laughs> like when he thinks of Charles, Bar- I'm like, that's not okay. Sure. But I I so we were the one. There was no debating the Eagles. The Eagles were it, right? Yep. yep. I was I growing up did a bit of rebellion with the basketball portion of it, right? Mm-hmm. So like I have not always I I I am not a Sixers fan. I picked an even more miserable situation for myself uh, in childhood and became a Knickerbockers fan, um, which, come on, I'm an Eagles and Knicks fan. That's, I mean, yeah. you know, it's been, a, it's not been, a, it's life ain't been no crystal stair. 
Dale is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I haven't heard that phrase in a while, <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Although I would think that those two teams uh, would give you in a good stead in terms of traveling across the uh, uh, tri-state area here and doing comedy. Kind of you got some bases covered there. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would go to Eagles games when I have, I have, a, I have my best friend. It's her birthday today, actually. Um, she just texted me. She uh, she worked for the NFL, and so she used to be able to get me tickets. Like I would just when I would be on the road, if yeah. the Eagles were playing anywhere near where I was going to be within like a two hour, I just be like give me a ticket. Like I'd get a hundred level ticket in some. Like I'd just be sitting in the dog pound in Cleveland with my Eagle stuff on, just because I had a college in Ohio somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm that kind of you know. Um, <laughs> but. It, it, it'll teach you something about loyalty. That's one thing I say about bad teams, right? You yes. don't jump ship. Yeah. You don't find yep. a new team. There's no, this is my AFC team. This is my NFC team. No, you got yeah. one football, one football team. Yep. You know what I mean? You get one basketball team and they're your team. And if they suck, you just drink more bourbon. Like that's all. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> well, that brings up many questions for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, did she, the friend text you to remind you that it was her birthday or did you know? No, she oh. texted me to remind, to tell me and send me a picture of the, the edible arrangement that I sent her. Oh, very that she nice. Got it. Yeah. Very nice. That's Good. the kind of gift I give, guys. <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's been a whole edible arrangement to yeah. my best friend of 25 years. Let the other people have the gigs. You're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're sending I sent my best grapes and cantaloupe, so, okay. you know. Yes, yes, a very practical <laughs> choice. <laughs> and uh, uh, um, how long have you been doing comedy is the other question I had with it. I have been doing comedy a little under 17 years. Yeah, it's a, it's a good long time. Yeah. Or a yeah, good amount so. of time. It doesn't have to feel long. It's, it's a long like... time. I don't know if it's good. It's, it has been all good. No, but no. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like people don't pinch your cheeks at that point. Because, you know, certain point, people are like, oh, that's cute. Ten years, like five years. Oh, you know, you think you're doing something. Yeah. Now I'm like on the closer to the 20 side. And people are like, okay, you, you might be a comic now. <laughs> right, right. I still get into situations, and I haven't been really doing it the way you've been doing it, but uh, where I just I feel like uh, I'm a kid, and then I'll look over and realize I've got four years on the <laughs> person right. I'm, I'm with. Like, oh, wait a minute, I'm older than you, and right. you, and I'm really older than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have yeah, to that try, part of it. try to reassert myself that, oh, no, I have some experience and some mm-hmm. something to offer here. It can be a little bit tricky. Um and uh, I, I gather, though, along with all this, uh, the love of the sports and this and that, uh, and the Philly uh, connections, that we have something else in common, that we're both only children. Yes, yes. <sighs> Isn't it the greatest? I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to. Well, you know. You know. <laughs> I do wish I had at least one sibling. I really do. See, people always ask, don't you wish you'd have a brother or sister? And my answer was always, no. Really? <laughs> what for? Oh, man. Maybe I just, a bunk you know bed. <laughs> with, with just for sleepovers? Yeah. I, um, yeah, well, I just, my dad, I, I, my mother is an only child. My um, mother was also an only a, child. But my father is one of 14. That's a lot. So most of my cousins, you know, they all had siblings. 
we lived in central Jersey. So they were mostly all in Camden, down South Jersey area. So yeah. I didn't have anyone like my parents bought me board games and didn't play with me. Like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? There's no one else here. Like, it just, it, I just kind of wish, like, when I see the bonds that my friends have with their siblings, especially now at this age, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had another person to kind of be like, can you believe what your damn mama said? Like, I don't, I can't say that to my dad. It's true. It's true. Yeah. As we uh, age into that uh, time where we are also caring for our parents, right. it would be nice to have someone to uh, bounce some of the, yeah, <laughs> the more oddball 13 requests. People. 13 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Like, can you handle this one? Like, that's that's nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a good crowdsourcing the, uh, <laughs> right. the right. family relations. Um, and I don't know what it was like for you, but I grew up uh, with not a lot of money. And I was struck in uh, in listening to the album. You mentioned that your mother had a savings plan of leaving the tags on the dresses. Is that well, correct? Well, that's my savings plan. Oh, that's she, your savings she plan. She wants sorry. me to have a real savings plan. <laughs> oh, I see. And yeah. my safety plan is just, hey, I buy things I probably shouldn't buy, but I don't take the tags off in case I need to take them back. Yes. Yeah. Now, And this... then once I get to the, at the first of the month, then I can wear my dress. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what this is because my mother had the same banking plan. Uh, when she uh, passed, we were able to return $400 worth of sweaters. Wow. <laughs> so I'm familiar with the bank. Yeah, that's <laughs> my legacy as well. Yeah, that was my inheritance. <laughs> the sweaters. Oh, my the goodness. Thing. It's, a, it's a, a funny way of going. A lot of time at the layaway counter. Yeah, I don't lay away. I just buy. I just buy. I don't know if I can say what words I can say on this podcast. Um, I just, uh, you seem so, you're so dignified, Dale. I don't, I don't want to say first words on your podcast, but yeah, no, I buy, I definitely didn't lay away. I see something I want and I buy it. And then I, re- yes. I take a lot back. Like my mom laughs at me. She's like, I don't think I ever returned anything that like, unless I came back, got home and it was severely damaged. She was like, I would buy things and it would have a hole in it. I would tow up the hole. Like she was like, you take back everything. I'm like, I get to take it back. I pay for it. It does, you know. So I do. I am very impulsive, and I do a lot of returning. But I also do, you know. I did my fair share of buying as well. Yes, yes. No, I'm. Uh, I was raised in a retail environment, basically, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. despite having no money. Uh, but a lot of time at those uh, department store credit card counters, yes, uh, which are in the back. <laughs> it had its kind of own system there, and a lot of time. Only one employee, very similar to the DMV. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, gosh, it was, it's a lot. But I, I, she just returned everything. Yeah. And and bought multiple sizes. Oh, you know, yeah. You didn't know which where, where you were going to land. So if you got a turtleneck that fit, we'll buy it a size up and a size down. Yeah, and in every color. Because, I mean, if you find something that flatters you, you know, <laughs> I'm, not a t- I'm not a small woman. I find something that flatters me. I need to just have options. That's right. I get, I get it. It's I not a lot it. out there. <laughs> no, uh, believe me, I know, I know. There's a. <laughs> it's when I start to get a little hopeless or sad. I get, I have to buy the things online, though. I mean, everybody does now. But right. before this, you'd go into. Oh, I'll just run out because I uh, sometimes go to the office down there near Soho. Now you try to go buy pants in Soho that fit a person of my stature. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to find it. So you have right. to like go to the store, see the color and fabric, then go home or get on your phone and buy it right. online. But, boy, I do like buying those pants online. That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. And online you can buy multiple sizes and you just send them back and they give you your money back. It's very easy. Because yes. I'm not going to buy it 
and then it doesn't fit. And then when I try to get my size, they don't have it anymore. You just got to buy the, you know, and then if your size is in there, then you send the other size back. Yeah. Yes. Aaron, this is giving me so much joy to talk about online pants <laughs> shopping. <laughs> you have no idea. That's my life. That's my life. <laughs> Oh, that that did stick with me from her uh, is retail therapy, being able mm-hmm. to just kind of coax a little bit of joy out of that purchase. Um, and it still holds up. But uh, now onto something I don't like very much. Uh, oh, no. Bugs. Mm-mm. You talked about bugs in the album Mm-mm. and uh, and uh, saying that you'd like to find somebody who could kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the time of summer. Uh, this time of year, they start appearing where there were none and it's a very alarming and no matter if you're on the basement or if you're on the third floor or fourth wherever you are these bugs just come out are you having a problem now no i literally in the apartment that i've lived in i've been here almost two years i've seen one bug i've moved because where i used to live they used i used to get crickets a lot and little like sometimes water it was weird like water water bugs i guess or crickets and they would get in the house and i just oh but here I've been good. I have this spray that I bought from Home Depot and it kills everything. Yeah. Like my building is pretty clean, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. But like, yeah. and my neighbors, I guess. Uh, but I still spray in my apartment. I killed a, I mean, this is not a thing to brag about, but it killed a bird for me once. Like <laughs> I've had this stuff. Cause like you, I spray it like on the outside of my windows too. Yeah, 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 Cause yeah, I lived yeah. in like in a basement. And so I, I yeah, my, 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 spray that I got like killed a bird it, but it also it, I didn't want it to kill the bird no but it yeah so now I know that it kills birds I don't put it on the out I don't live near you know the outside but yeah so but I have pretty strong deterrence they know no bugs coming in here I got you and what is it the orange bottle is it the big tall orange bottle no no it's like a it's like a spray bottle it's got the hose and it's white with red oh, oh yeah you got no, the hose like a, you know, <laughs> oh, that's like gonna that kill a bird <laughs> it's gonna kill a bird i do like the yeah, I, let me tell you something it's not happening here no i get it all you had to say was the hose oh yeah, yeah it has a hose Oh, but we don't. It's none of that squirt. I don't no, squirt. No, I, see. I spray with the hose. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, uh, we've noticed that with the pandemic, and it's unfortunate, I guess, but a lot of people have moved out of the building. And so yeah. every time somebody moves out, uh, they stir up all the stuff, and then the th- creepy crawlies come over here. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, we haven't had an issue like that before, but now yeah. it is. I had a friend, though, uh, as some friends do, they just went to Costa Rica for a time. I don't understand well, how that happened. There's plenty there. They're swimming in bugs. Every day on the Instagram was a post of a bug that he'd put some music to. I had to block the guy. Yeah. I can't look at that. No, why? I think there should be a warning. There's a commercial that comes on. I've seen it twice, like watching like cable news, and it's yeah. an advertisement for something. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but you can't just put bugs on people's TV. No. And like, or those ones where the bug used to crawl across the screen. You're going to, you can't do that. Like, it, <laughs> Oh, and when I see him, I, I immediately, I unfriend people. I block, like, I'm not, I can't, you can't put that in. It's bugs for me. And it's anything with like tentacles. Like mm. I can't, I don't like things. You can't, you, you can't see me, but I'm doing this you know, you, ugh, thing with my hands. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Yeah. I, it's, oh, it's, I, mm-mm. well, those are aliens. I'm pretty sure that the tentacle ones are all from some other planet. 
Yeah, but even just like, ooh, I don't even want to talk about it because it just, you know, it's like, and I and and I like calamari too, but I'm like, you know what? If you if you <laughs> if you bring me more than the rings, I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it. Yeah. I'm sweeping it off this table. Yeah. I just don't I, want to be reminded about what calamari is. I just want to eat it. Thank yeah. you very much. I, I don't like that they have a beak. I don't like the combination <laughs> of those two things. A little squid with a beak? No. It's not okay. No, 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 no. Um, speaking of which, are there places that you just won't travel because of, <laughs> because of critters? Um, or any other reason? I mean, I've been to Costa Rica, but yeah, I didn't I didn't care for the bugs. Yeah, um, no. But uh, at all, so I probably I don't you know I don't have to go back there. Um, <laughs> you know, and I don't mind like lizards and stuff like that. So like if I go to like a like that, you know, that doesn't bother me. To me, like if I'm like in the islands or even in Florida, those little, like I can I can deal with that. They're there. That's yep. their home. Mm-hmm. But like it's just yeah. But I don't want the lizard to get into my hotel room. So yeah, no. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty okay. All right. Well, can you imagine traveling again? I mean, it's a shame that this all happened right as LaGuardia yeah. was getting good. I know. <laughs> Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I, I don't know when I want to fly again. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're being very, they're not really enforcing the rules that they're making, which is kind of a thing nowadays. Um, I think it would be nice if someone told them they had to and they could point to a law or something. So almost and like if there was a national people, policy. It's um, almost like if there were some federal guidelines, you yes. know, um, they wouldn't have to worry so hard about the aviation industry. We might get on a plane. Yeah, no, I've seen people like friends of mine that have had to fly and they've flown wearing the mask and the face shield. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not into it anytime. I mean, I don't even have anything on my calendar till October. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to get canceled too. Um, which require me to go to Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Um, (laughs) but you know, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into it. I'm, I'm, when I first started comedy, it was all about the long haul driving, you know, cause I was too poor for plane tickets. And now, um, I would go back to that. I would do some driving if it was a safe and like, again, if it was an outdoor thing or whatever, I'd take some long hauls. I don't mind that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would enjoy that, but, um, yeah, I don't. I don't feel comfortable flying. I don't. I don't think I want to get on a plane this year, for sure. Yeah. No. No. No reason to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I I, I want to live. I guess right. is what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get any version of it. Um, and I also uh, uh, gather from listening to the to the album, you, you're not a big hugger, which turns out to be wise at this time. It is. I hope hugging never comes back. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm not missing it. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, when you go in the stores, they have the little stand six feet here, six feet away from. I, they should have always had that. Why didn't they always have that? I'm sick of people. This guy creeped up on me the other day in the grocery store, and I had to look at him. I looked down at the floor. I'm like, sir. And you know, there's no need for you to be that close. Anyway, I love it. I don't want hugging to ever come back. I never wanted it to start. I don't know whose idea it was that we should rub boobs with each other to show appreciation. I just, I wrote to dear Abby about it. She, um, oh, you did? What did, what did she did. have to say? Well, because I, I was having this issue where, you know, after shows, people enjoy the show. And I, it's not that I'm not warm or appreciative. I just feel very claustrophobic when people hug me. I, I hold my breath when I'm in the embrace. And it's hard to tell people that just spent money to see you. You know what I mean? So I've been accepting hugs and being uncomfortable for my forever, for my whole life. My friends do it. They're like, oh, you're going to take this hug. And I'm like, stop it. 
Cause, and so I was asking her for ways to decline a hug or to tell people like, Hey, it's not, you know, cause I, I don't want to be cold. Yeah. And, uh, and she said, you know, lead with the claustrophobia, find some other solutions. Like I found some maneuvers where I can maneuver around people that I can do. You know what I mean? It's cause yeah. I'm not, it's not like that I'm a germaphobe or anything like that. So it's not like I'll do the like European cheek kiss thing. I just don't want you to grab me, but yeah, Dear Abby published it and she just was like, look, a lot of people have this issue and it's okay to, you know, uh, you know, tell people that you need your space. And, you know, so I've been trying it and basically people just do really, like, they're just really shitty about it. They're, they're like, uh, they're like, well, I'm not going to hug you. Like, they make a big deal about it. Like, just don't hug me. You know, it's a thing. You don't have to make me feel bad about it. Like, you know, but I still get what I want. People not hugging me. So, so <laughs> that works. It so doesn't it all just come down to uh, we just need to have a little more respect for one another? Yeah. That situation could be solved with, hey, could I have? Could I give you a hug? And if you say no, you say, okay, well, it was a great show. Yeah, that's how that I respect yeah. your boundaries. You respect mine, and there we go. I yeah, mean, so much yeah. of it. I mean, certainly some of these problems are deeper than that, but a lot of things. Just the assumption that you would just go in right. for the hug and a casual somebody I haven't met before. Right. Even if it's somebody that's doing my show and I, I welcome them to the thing, it's a handshake at best first. You know, I yeah. mean, and, but comedians and, greet each other that way. And they like now comics, even my friends, like they know now. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they don't, but that's a very comedian thing. You come in, you got to hug everybody before you, before you sit down, you got to hug everybody when you leave. Why? We're still friends. Hi. Yeah. I saw you yesterday. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it just out of an abundance of caution anyway. I don't, right. I, you know, just like, that's not my place. I, I, right. I mean, if we become friends, great. We can navigate our, our physical relationship to one another. But yeah. I'm not going to assume you want a big hug from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in these times, it's like, hey, with Me Too and Corona, we might all get our personal space back. Uh it's true. We have to look for the silver lining, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> now, do you have a nice selection of masks over there? I do. I um, I bought a ton of masks. Um, Me too. Of the disposable. Well, I ordered a bunch in the beginning of the pandemic, and then they just took forever to come. So, right. you know, months and months to come. So in between that, I got some cloth ones made. And then um, now that, that now I have my paper mask, you know, my my medical whatever mask. But I just recently bought, um, which I think is the better solution because I'm like, well, I'm gonna use those at some point. They're gonna, you know, I have some in the car and have some in the house. But I bought a silicone mask that you just use filters for, uh -huh. and I like it so much better, you know, just to replace the filters. Um, it's a lot more comfortable to me, and it's you can just wash it. You can put in the dishwasher. You can wash it, you know, like you wash your dishes or whatever um, in the sink or any, I, I, I think that might be the option that's, that works for me, but yeah. Well, I know I, I like it because I can blame it on uh, uh, when I come up f uh, on the stairs after carrying all the groceries and then having to disinfect them. When I come up, I'm real huffing and puffing. I can just, <laughs> oh, that darn mask. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Now, Dale, do you always have the beard? Did you have the beard pre-pandemic? I, I did, although it's okay. a, it's a little bit uh, 
more robust than it was going into this thing. So are you um, stuffing the beard in the mask? What are you doing or not? You got beard hang? I got the beard hang where it just yeah. sticks out in this very weird way. And because <laughs> of this particular length, and I'm hoping I'll grow through it, it, it is curling. I don't know if you can really tell. You can't tell in audio, but it's curling mm-hmm. back up towards my face uh, in it. a kind of uh, <laughs> wave form that is unpleasant. But that is where the, the mask sits. And it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure it looks odd, and I don't know what to do about it. I've looked up some YouTube videos where you can put oil uh, into the beard and then hit it with a hairdryer. But uh, I might have to sleep in curlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to do, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a lot of upkeep. It is, it is, but uh, what I don't have much else going on. So um, <laughs> now, now, uh, Aaron, where do we go from here? Oh, that I mean that that that's is that an existential question? Do you want to know <laughs> I, where to find me online? I don't know what you're asking. You mean Instagram? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, because it's the the future is uncertain, but it it it, it uh, makes me feel good that you you've been able to get back out there in some form, and that I I sense a little bit of hope, a little bit of optimism from you that even though it might not be the end of this year, at some point we will emerge from this. Yeah, I do. I I, I do think that I think that people clearly want it, you know, they, they're willing to do it in an unsafe way. I mean, I've seen that there are clubs that are open. There are people that have gone to work and they've had to shut, you know, several of them right back down, but people want to be in comedy clubs. So people are going to crave live entertainment. People, Broadway is huge. It's the engine, one of the main engines of the city and the area on the way, like the Broadway is not going away. Live entertainment is going to come back. And, and when it does, it's going to probably be appreciated more than it was before, even more before, you know, performers and that kind of thing. Because, you know, the interesting thing is, I, I would say this, in comedy, there are times when, you know, I don't feel well or or I, um, I'm having a bad day or something's going on in my life or, you know, but you got to bring it for the audience. They don't, they don't know that you're going through it and you don't know what somebody else needs. But like the pandemic has, I think, been tough for a lot of people because we're all going through this at the same time. And then people are like, hey, why aren't you making me laugh? And I'm like, uh, first of all, social revolution, uh, global pandemic. I don't feel, you need to, I need to laugh. You make me laugh, you know? <laughs> <Right>. But I think, <laughs> so it's been, it's, it's at times been tough to be like, look, but I know that people need it because of the way that they're demanding it of entertainers. Like, give me more. Why aren't you posting more of this? Da, 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 you know? And I wasn't, a, I'm not, I'm not great on social media. Um, I mean, I'm a tremendous comedian, but I'm not great on social media. And uh, and I wasn't before, so I wasn't going to just get great at it. But yeah, it's coming back. It It's just, it's going to take time. But yeah, there's no way we, we're going to be able to live and exist in a society without those creative outlets. I don't think so. I agree, and it, uh, it, uh, I'm glad to hear you say it and to hear it, uh, uh, to be reminded of it. I'm noticing my neighbors doing a hammering project, which is... Oh, nice. Things are returning to normal. <laughs> but, Aaron, uh, this has been so delightful having you on, and uh, it's been uh, just a delight, like I said, uh, uh, to talk to you, and uh, I wish you good health and safety. People can buy the album. People can find the album in many places, right? Yes, yes. You can buy the album or you can stream the album on any platform. It's called Grudgery. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find me online. I mean, I just really didn't 
plug my social media well, but if you care, um, I'm at EJ the Comic on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, slash EJ the Comic on Facebook. So that's pretty easy. That's great. And uh, do you, will you have an okay summer the rest of this time? You going to have any moment where you can just uh, uh, relax a little bit or, or take a break from what's happening? I mean, as I said, I've been doing a lot of relaxing. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I uh, <laughs> been mostly relaxing. Now, I really want to go to the beach, so I'm going to find a, a, a way to do that. I'm a beach person, so I'm going to have to do that. Um, but I have a friend also who just bought a home down in Philly. Uh-huh. And she's going to have a pool. So I'm like, clean it out. Let me yeah. get down there. That's My best right. friend whose birthday it is. Oh, she's good. buying, she's moving into a new home. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm looking, so I'm looking forward to some pool time. I see that edible arrangement was uh, greasing the wheels a little <laughs> bit. Was. That's how you, you <laughs> buy your way in with uh, chocolate covered strawberries. And then you get to, to chill by the pool. Nothing better. <laughs> Great. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. Uh, uh, like I said, good luck and uh, good, good health to you. Thank you very much. You too. Oh, so fun. And uh, I'm so glad that Aaron could join me. Now, a peak BTS, as they say, behind the scenes. I've been experimenting with different technology, you know, for these remote calls. And I think we found a method that works most of the time. I switched over to this new format because it has a video function, which lets me see the guest even if we don't record that part. It just makes it a little easier not to have, you know, overlap that happens with these, this delay, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, oh. and uh, it lets you compensate for that. But uh, uh, for some weird reason having to do with this particular platform, Aaron could see me, but all I could see was a map of New Jersey, really bringing that home for me. So she will be forever aligned with that state, and uh, I'm now much more familiar with the ins and outs of uh, Jersey City and Hoboken (laughs) after staring at it for a full half an hour. I tell you, it's fun making content, and I hope you enjoy consuming it. Friends, it's all the time that we have this week. It's always a pleasure. I trust you're staying safe and wearing your deep night masks. And until next time, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.